You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. We started? Uh-huh. Okay, cool. <laughs> hey, um, yeah, we're a little late because I had to try to figure out this, uh, figure out our sponsor, even though it's the same sponsor we had last time. But Allison did all that stuff because I don't remember this stuff. So I'm doing it this time. So I had to hash this out with my sidekick today, Jess. Jess is here. But I'm not going to talk about her yet because we're going to talk about Audible because Audible's doing our thing. We're Punk Wisdom, by the way. And there's only one half of us or one third of us, two thirds of us here. The other third is gone and we'll get into that later too. But hey, we've been honored by having a sponsor that is Audible. I like Audible. You like Audible. You will like Audible. Um, it's audible.com forward slash Detroit. Or you can text message Detroit to what, 500-500? Yep, 500-500. Uh, you get a – your 30-day trial gives you a free audio book of your choice, which is pretty freaking cool because they've got all kinds of books. Um, it doesn't, it's not in this. I'm going to bring it up anyway. Um, it's, uh, they also have, um, I'm forgetting the name of it now, great lessons or great teachings or whatever. It's got a bunch of different courses you can take too that, that Audible sponsors, which is pretty fucking cool as well. Oh, it's like a, a learning class. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's, yeah, it's a bunch. It's like it's the it's dumbest like, way I could have said that. <laughs> kind of. It's kind of like, not, I wouldn't say necessarily TED talks, but they're nice, uh, great courses. It's called, gosh, I See, I knew I'd remember it. It's not part of this. That's why I couldn't read it. But anyway, um, Audible's cool. I like it. I like it a lot just because uh, I I like to read. I love books. And I had a job. My current job doesn't allow me to do it. But I can give you hints of where you can do this stuff at. But I had a job that allowed me to listen to podcasts and books all day. Um, So that was really cool. cool. Uh, So I I went through a ton of books. But they're also very good. Um, Audiobooks, audio Books are a great sidekick for summer activities like hiking, sunbathing on the beach. Like I do that. I am so pasty white. Sorry. Um, running. Do you like to run? I usually don't unless someone's chasing me. Uh, road tripping. Road tripping can actually be kind of fun. Um, so And it's also a good time to actually sit down and listen to a book. It's just not yourself but other people in the car too. Um, if they care to listen. If they don't, then they can. I mean, if you're going on a seven-hour road trip, you have plenty of time to kill. You, you know? think. And normally you get through a normal, you normally get through a, a, a normal-sized book in that time. So right. that's cool too. Um, uh, road trip, like I said, and any downtime outdoors. I mean, and there's so many other places you can do audiobooks. I mean, anyway, I used to just sit, uh, my wife would sit, lay in bed and listen to them sometimes. Right. Um, if you have a long commute to work, that's perfect. And they got all kinds of stuff from fiction, science fiction to nonfiction to literature, classics, you name it. It's all out there. I've just recently finished a bunch of them because, like I said, I use it all the time. Um, the, uh, Dark Money, if you're into politics, uh, Dark Money is a very, very good book. It really starts tracking where all the money's going um, from the corporations that are trying to hide it. And paying off our politicians, really good book uh, by Jane Meyer. I totally suggest it. Um, of course, I love my philosophy. So you got uh, the Courage to Be by Paul Tillich. Great, great book. If you can actually understand it, they it's a normal, it's required reading, I believe, at Harvard. 
in some of your Ivy League schools. So mm-hmm. it gives you an idea of the type of level of literature it actually is. Right. I actually have to read it a few times for it to stick in my head. Um, and I also, I went and got uh, What is the Bible by Rob Bell, which is a his new one. And I'm actually going to go see him tomorrow night, me and, uh, me and the wife. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Him and he's going to be here with Pete Rollins, some of my favorite philosophers. He's an Irish dude. He's got a nice thick accent. He's fun to listen to. Um, so it's going to be fun. We're going to be at the Royal Oak Music Theater tomorrow night, and that's where they're going to be at. It's going to be kind of cool. But that's Audible. Audible. Yeah. Remember, uh, go ahead and start your 30-day trial. You get one audio book for free. Just text Detroit to 500-500. And it's audible.com forward slash Detroit if you want to do it the web page way. Um, if you don't want to text for whatever reason, which I get if you don't want to. But anyways, uh, this I thought it was really cool when we found out that Audible was going to be part of this and you know, part of Podcast Detroit. Um, it's a great service. It really is. If you really like books, you really can't go wrong with these guys. Um, so anyway, so how are you, Jessica? I'm good. I drum roll. I can't do that. <laughs> I there we go. Yeah, I sucked at that. Um, <laughs> I went and put a deposit down on a rental today, and I move out next Saturday. I'm awesome. so excited. You have a roommate? It's just going to be you. Uh, just going to be me. If I want a roommate because I get bored or whatever at some point, like I'll probably look for one. But this, you know, now That's cool I can go way. and move. And yeah, it's a sweet house, too. I'm Hopefully really excited. Hopefully get yourself out of a bad situation or toxic right. situation. <laughs> yeah. The quicker, the better. Yeah, yeah. So super excited for next Saturday. What's new with you? What isn't? I started the new job this week. Um, that was. Oh, uh, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. It's, uh, you know, it's I'm just in training. So it's not like. It's super, super fun or nothing because I'm just learning a bunch of stuff. Yeah, training sucks. It's really overwhelming because it's a lot of information. Um, But what was kind of cool is towards the end of the week, even though the beginning of the week made it seem like it was really like, holy crap, what did I get myself into? Um, By the end of the week, I don't know everything, not even close. I go, but I'm already starting to see, okay, I I can see how this is going to be, how I will be able to latch onto this. And it makes sense. Um, just actually getting in there and actually doing it is when I'm really going to start learning it. When you just oh, throw, yeah. when they just start throwing information at you, you're just like, what the heck? Yeah, um, you're basically taking notes and that's about it. You don't know how to do anything until you look at your notes and you start doing it and get in the habit of it and it becomes repetitive and you're like, oh, okay. Yep. I got yep. This. So they got a really cool training program there. Um, so I'll be learning their, uh, their help desk, their, their layer one, their tier one IT, and and on mm-hmm. up because they got. I think they have all the way up to tier three there. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be fun. Nice group of people. It's a small place, mm-hmm. but uh, one of their major major customers is T-Mobile. Fantastic. Um, so they uh, so it's it's kind of little cool. company, big clients. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's nice. Corporate places. I mean, they're great. You get fantastic benefits packages and all that yeah, stuff, but yeah. there's nothing personal there. You're just a number, literally, like, Most you know, Ford and things like that. They don't, like, care about you as an actual person. Places that are a little more, well, that are a little smaller and aren't corporate like that. You know, you actually have relationships with your bosses and coworkers and, yeah. Yeah. I, it, it was kind of funny because I left the uh, my other job. And uh, it was funny. The first time I left that place, this is, I'm, I'm, 
I was glutton for punishment and I went back, but it was never supposed to be a permanent position. It was, I got fired from a job um, that I should never have gotten fired about. Maybe that could be a story sometime. Um, It was messed up political bull crap in the upper management. But anyway, Mm -hmm. I was let go. And so I needed to find a job. I was on unemployment for uh, a few weeks. And uh, so I, I was putting my application in anywhere and everywhere and I wasn't getting right. bites for anything. Um, and then my buddy still worked at this place I used to work at. So mm-hmm. I called him up and he was like, yeah, they're probably hiring. Just give them a holiday. And as soon as they found out it was me that was coming back, they like, they hired me on the spot. I mean, why wouldn't they? You already knew what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. So and they knew my work ethic. Right. And unfortunately, all those people that hired me in kind of left and have new management come in and they're getting a lot more corporate to the oh. point where they would much rather bring in temps to do the jobs than actually have permanent employees do See, their jobs. So they start treating their permanent employees more like crap. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you notice when, you, when you're at work, I'm sure everyone's experienced this, where someone, they catch one or two people screwing something up, meaning mm-hmm. they're smoking when they shouldn't be smoking or they're on their phones when they shouldn't be on their phones. And instead of actually disciplining those one or two people they found, they make a blanket rule Ugh. that punishes everybody. I hate that. Um, and it's like, why? Nobody else has been doing this. Why? You know, and so right. it's my only, I don't, I don't understand their PA system. Whenever they call over the PA, I can rarely understand what they're actually saying. Uh, and I always had to have my phone available for me for my daughter or any other type of an emergency. Right. And so not always times I ever had it on me. And I talked to her a couple of times via text message um, in those emergencies, but I'd get, still get reamed out for having my phone out. Right. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, and they'd say, you had them call the front office. I'm like, no, my kid's not going to call the front <laughs> office and get put on hold. That's not, you don't know her and she's not going to put up with that shit. Um, so anyway, it's just one of those blanket rules that they made where nobody else was abusing it except for one or two people. But so it was punished. Right. Everybody. Who were basically probably sitting on their phones all day and then everybody else has to suffer because of it and can't talk to their kids if their kid needs something. Right. That's right. ridiculous. I mean, that was just, I think those are minor complaints, but that's just the overall feel of the place. And they hired in a general manager there that uh, he had a tendency to treat everybody like they're 12 years old. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, if there's just, one thing that I can't stand, it's when people are condescending and facetious and talk to me like I'm an yeah, idiot he, when they know I'm not and they're just doing it to kind of puff their own selves up. Like, I want to smack you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and it was funny as like, I don't put up with that shit anymore. I used to, I used to be a lot more sensitive and, you know, shy. I mean, I'm still shy. You sensitive? Yeah. What? Where I would just sit there and take it, you know, and mm-hmm. like, okay, okay, I'm sorry. Even if I wasn't even doing anything wrong. Now I've gotten to the point where I, I, I let them yell and scream or get all condescending and everything. When they're finally done, I'm like, okay, are you done now? Right. Because can we go back to work? Because I mean, or are you going to punish me further? Is there something you want me to sign? And they don't like that attitude. Uh, that I got yelled at some more for having that attitude. But I'm like, you said your piece. You stopped me from working so you could say your piece for whatever thing I may have done wrong. If you're done, let me go back to work now, you know, and they don't like that for whatever reason. So they they want you to kiss their asses. Yeah. Yeah. And I refuse to. Good for you. I think that was the biggest thing that they didn't like, especially that particular manager. Right. So when he found out that I was leaving, um, it was funny because he'd rarely ever said hi or he'd say it every once in a great while. But that particular, like 
that last week he came up to me. He's like, hey, man, I heard you quit. And he's all smiles and talking. I'm like, "You, this is the most word you've ever said to me <laughs> at one Why time. Why are we even talking yeah. right now? <laughs> I was looking at him like, what? Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, I'm glad you're – do you like it so far? I mean, I know yeah, you're training yeah. and everything, but like you can still get, you know, kind of a general feel off of people within the first week of – whether, you know, you can kind of look around the room and see people's behavior a little bit and be like, oh, you're an asshole, you're an asshole, you're cool, you're an asshole. You yeah, know? It, you get that. And, and for the most part, everyone there is pretty cool. Um, and fantastic. The job itself is, you know, yeah, you're going to get your, you're going to get repetitive calls coming in of having the same problems, but that's, you know, it is what it is. In the beginning, that's helpful because you learn quicker, yeah. you know. And that's fine. I mean, I, I, I don't mind talking to people on, you know, that way and fixing their problems because that's one of the big thing is we're just we're there to fix their problems. Right. Yeah, they're going to call in because they're frustrated because something broke, like their internet or whatever, and it's stopping them from selling stuff. Mm-hmm. Totally understandable. Um, you're going to still get we're, – we're still going to get some assholes on the other line. I know how to deal with assholes um, without making it sound like I'm being a dick. And, you know, and so you're going to get those from time to time, but it's – I've done cold calling before. I've done telemarketing mm-hmm. before. Uh, and this is nothing like that because if you're calling them or they're calling you, it's for mm-hmm. a purpose. They know exactly why you're calling. Right. And they know that you're there to help. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're trying to sell them anything and so on because all that's done elsewhere. This is just a contract and you're there to help them fix their problem. Um, so it's a whole – the whole calling thing is totally different totally different atmosphere and so it's a lot more yeah you don't have people hanging up on you all the time right they don't want, <laughs> or yelling at you yeah. and they know not to because their problem's not going to get fixed if they do so. right exactly <laughs> um, so so that's cool i mean it's i don't i'm not planning on staying on the help desk but you know no but that's where know. everybody has to start off and yeah. you know that's a new chapter and journey in your life so good for you yeah everyone's got to start somewhere and yeah they want to teach everything you know so when you're going someplace else, if I don't actually get hired into there, because this is an internship, mm-hmm. um, I can go move on and I don't think I caught them. Yeah. So anyway. Well, good for you. I'm excited for you. Yeah. So there's that going on. Um, I don't know. What else do we have going on? There was uh, some other things I was going to bring up and I like totally am brain farting right now at this moment. I can't think uh, straight. Let's see. Starting a new job. Why am I not thinking that's all, straight? That's all I got. <laughs> what the hell is my problem? Holy crap. I'm usually not having a loss of words. Not normally anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't experienced that with you yet. <laughs> this is weird. Um, Ruth, where are you at? Help a brother out. <laughs> yeah, she's listening. She'll probably send me a text in a second here. But Allison's gone. Uh, there is a, a f- good friend of hers. I've met her a couple different times. She was on our show Mm-hmm. twice, Angela. Um, the first time she was on her show, she was just kind of in the background, not really saying much of anything because it was a show with uh, Curtis when we were talking about hacking, government mm-hmm. spying and stuff. Um, and then uh, she was on the show for the uh, direct sales. Okay. And she had a stroke, if I remember correctly. I'm sure Allison will correct me at one point, at some point. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was a stroke and it was pretty bad. Um, she's young. And so uh, she was having some complications, I think. So that's where Allison's at tonight, I believe, if I'm correct, if I'm remembering it right. Um, well, Allison, we shall. S- well, I anyway, we'll say a prayer for your friend. If that's the way you swing, yeah. 
<laughs> and we missed you. Yeah, of course, of course. She'd be able to be talking me up, and I'd remember things when she's talking. <laughs> <laughs> for right now, I'm just like gone. Sorry, I have no cover for you either. I know. <laughs> you're you're barely running on uh, fumes right now. I am. That's okay though. Again, like I had a really good day because I threw money on a house that I really, really want. That's really so. cool. That that's yeah. gotta be refreshing. It really is because I've had I've heard no because everybody cares about credit so much now. And yep. I don't have bad I mean, I guess technically I have bad credit, but I don't have a bunch of stuff on it. So I just no have credit built, is worse than bad credit. Exactly. Yeah. So everyone was like, No, you can't rent this house. I'm like, isn't the fact that I haven't borrowed money, I don't know, a good thing? <laughs> it means you would think. I can pay my shit, right? You think. So I don't know. Whatever. It ended up working out. So that's all that matters. But anyway, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, Ruth and I are looking into buying a new mattress. Our mattress is absolutely horrid. So I put a um, post on my Facebook a while back, if yeah. and I'll tag you in it or whatever. I had asked people because I'm looking for the same thing. So I was like, hey, Facebook land, who we knows about at, good mattresses? We were looking at some of those online ones like uh, Casper and Nectar. The memory foam? The memory foam stuff. I was told um, by multiple people that the Zinus, uh, I think it's called Zin- Green Tea Zinus mattress or whatever is really, really good. and doesn't make you really hot. It is memory foam and it's like 250 That's That's the thing I was, I think, my biggest concern. Because one of the things, one of the big claims we've been hearing is that sometimes those memory foam mattresses come in and they've got a distinct smell to them. That usually goes away after a while, but it's just. Like chemical or? Probably like those brand new new car smells type things. Oh, okay. So if you are, if you're not, if you're sensitive to smells, you might, it might be bothersome type of thing. Um I've also heard that memory foam or foam mattresses, they have a tendency to be warmer. That's what I was hearing. So that's why I um, put up the post. I was looking for something that, I mean, I'm not a heavy sweater at night because I'm a chick and I don't know, chicks don't really sweat as much as dudes. But uh, but yeah, I didn't want something that was going to like make me feel like I was baking in a freaking oven while I was sleeping because I like being cold while I sleep. Um, yeah. So. See, and I, being... I think this is more, I think it's more of an anxiety thing than it is an, an autistic thing. But I know a lot of people with Asperger's um, goes through uh, where they would like, they like heavy blankets or weighted blankets. Oh, yeah. Because it they calms have calming. Them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I've always liked, even in the dead of summer when it's 100 degrees outside, I need the quilt on me. I'm the same way. I like, I, I like, like heavy the, blankets. I like the heaviness on me. It is comforting. Yeah. So if the mattress itself is also warm, That'd be, you know, I need like an air conditioner blowing right on me or Basically, something. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Or like so, one blowing under your blanket. <laughs> right. But what's kind of cool is a lot of things that we have been looking up on these mattresses, a lot of them are, you know, like, are they have like a warranty on it. Like, oh, you can, like yeah. a trial period you can for like, do like 90 days. I think it's like up to 90 days for, I think some of them are 90 days all the way up to a year. The oh, ones wow. that we were looking at, the, the nectar ones we were looking at, I have up to a year you can return it. If this wow. Thing, yeah. They want you to really, really be able to get your use and figure out if it's something for you or not. Um, That's fantastic. I think if I'm, Ruth will correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was Nectar that actually has a lifetime warranty. Oh, wow. So you never have that's, to get another one again. Wow. Yeah. So that's why we were kind of looking at them. Um, that and their advertising has been really cool because mm-hmm. they advertise obviously by showing 
a couple on the bed. Right. They've also showed same-sex couples on the beds, which a lot of other oh, these good. couples weren't doing. Yeah, no, it's always dudes and chicks. Yep. So, yep. so this was kind. Of, so I thought that was going. Not that I'm going to buy something just because of the advertising, but no. still, it was like it was kind of cool. It to makes see it a little more out, no. attractive, though. Yeah. You know, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no. Um, huh? You'll have to let me know what went. Well, yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> I'm was, like, I got to figure it so. out by next week. <laughs> but uh, she's texting me. You know what? That makes me kind of wonder. About mattress shopping. I did, and she <laughs> says yes. I'm not sure which question she's answering. But it's yes. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know either. <laughs> Memory. Maybe, maybe it's a lifetime blank. warranty thing. Oh, um, yeah. That, you know, that makes me wonder about one thing, though. If I buy a mattress from them, does that mean that someone slept on it for six months and then they sent it to me? <laughs> that's a good question. That's something know. I'm super curious about. And that they just like very... sealed it back into the plastic and was like, here you go. You have the shoes mattress <laughs> that you paid for a brand new one. <laughs> Because what do they funny. do with them? And people send them back, you know? I mean, but you guys sit and wonder too, like, how much does it actually cost them to make? Not a lot. I mean, you know, it's So it's it's like, are they, really ma- are they really out a lot of money if they just, if someone returns it after nine months and like, yeah, we don't want it. Do they just toss it? I know? mean, I would imagine no. But I, mean, I also but know that corporations are right. making money. Yep, so I'm like, yep. hey. Are you going to send me a used-ass mattress and just spray some chemicals on it and, like, throw it in a plastic bag and be like, here you go, brand new. Enjoy sleeping on someone else's sweat you've never met. That's awesome. <laughs> but, curious, no, it's, it's, curious it's, questions. It, no, it, it's a totally legitimate question. I didn't even think about that until you brought it up. And it's not like you can ask the customer service person, like, hey, are you sending me a used mattress that, like, some fat sweaty dude, well, like, sweated all over? Ask. And they'd be like, no, what, absolutely One of our not. rules is if you ask, we have to answer honestly. But, yeah, you know that's not happening. No. It's like, uh, what did they say? If you ask a, ask uh, an undercover cop, if he's a cop, he has to answer yet. Yeah, yeah a that's cop, a lie, that's, guys. That's bullshit. Yeah, so if you're buying drugs or getting a hooker, just remember <laughs> That's not a real question. Yeah. They have to answer. <laughs> they can lie to you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, we're in the midst of shopping around with that a little bit. Um, cool. Because we are in dire need of a new mattress. The one we're on is terrible. I mean, when you and my sleep, back is like terrible. So it's, that's what I was gonna say. You spend, you know, you figure. I don't know, depending on who you, yeah, you spend. Well, three life on your back. On average, I would imagine most adults spend probably I don't know five to eight hours sleeping so mm-hmm. that's a decent chunk of your day which is kind of funny Might as well be comfortable while your body's trying to repair itself right yeah 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 sort of important and you start getting old you start getting aches and pains in places you don't want them and yeah my hips so. hurt and i'm like 35 what in the hell is gonna happen <laughs> when i'm 50 <laughs> yep yeah i don't want to know actually no that's okay take it a year Horrible. at a time take it a year at a time no I, this kind of goes with the whole sleeping thing um my Previous job, I was getting up at four thirty every morning. Ugh. I didn't have to be no. to work till seven. Why and the it, hell were you getting it up took so me early? About thirty thirty five minutes to get to work. Mm, um, okay, so I didn't necessarily need to get up at four thirty. No, it's just I just was. But I took advantage of that total silence because we live in an apartment. Oh, gotcha. so it's absolute silence at that time of day, and I can sit and read. That's nice, and not be disturbed. Um, and then I just get ready and go to work. It only takes me ten minutes to really get myself ready and out the yeah. door. Yeah, you're a dude. What could yeah. you possibly have to do to get so pretty? Not you know? much. Not much. Um, but now that I've got this new job, I don't start till nine o'clock. Because uh, yeah, 
That's mo- awesome. Most of the T-Mobile stores that we work with are, don't open until 10. So. Right. And then we have stores on the West Coast, so they're not opening till 11, 12. Awesome. <laughs> so we don't start till, we don't, I don't have to start till nine o'clock. But I find myself waking up when I'm trying to sleep in. I'm waking up at around seven o'clock when I don't necessarily need to get up at the time. So it only takes me less than 15 minutes to get to work now. Nice. Which is really nice. Yeah. I started the week with not so quite full of a tank of gas in my car. And I'm only at a half a tank today. Impressive. And I was filling my gas tank every five days at my other job. Right. Because of the, the commute, obviously. So, yeah. So I'm like, I'm saving money there, which is nice. So when they told me how much I was going to make time. an hour. You have more alone oh, time geez, in the morning yeah. or whatever the hell you want to do with it, you know. The drive home still a pain in the ass, mainly because yeah. 696 tore up and everybody's taking the mile roads to get home. Yep. So it's all backed up. Two yeah. months now and it'll be over. When and we'll be back yeah. to screaming at one another on 696 and dodging out of the way of cars on the... <laughs> <laughs> Not that I really, really need it because like I said, I, I only, I'm three, three and a half miles from work now. Well, so. yeah, but then when you take side streets, they'll be empty. <laughs> true enough. True. Very, very true. Or ish. Yeah, ish. But anyway... Yeah, you know, I was thinking on the way here what exactly I was going to talk about because normally when we got this podcast started, um, it was a meeting. Ruth was dying to try to get me and Allison together. Ruth has known Allison forever, and I've only heard about Allison. I heard I got stories. Mm-hmm. You know, Ruth telling me, "Oh, my friend Allison. Oh, my friend Allison." Now I met Bill, which was her ex husband. I think they were married. Um, pretty sure. Um, I've known him for a long time just because he used to work on my car. Mm-hmm. He's a great mechanic, excellent mechanic. Um, so I'd always take it to him. So I've known him for a long, long time. Right. But I've never met her. I've always just heard stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyways, so I've met her for the first time. What? We've been doing this podcast now for not quite a year, but almost now. Isn't that weird? It really is. Time, man, it goes by quick. Yeah. Remember we were little and all the old people, which are now, you know, the age we're at <laughs> but when we we're little we're like oh the old people keep saying ah enjoy it while you're young because when you get old time flies they were right yeah it does <laughs> my daughter's 18 now oh wow. i know i feel like an ancient man but anyway um it was just our banter that we had you know we were sitting there at the at dragon meat brewery great, uh-huh. great place awesome um place. And Ruth was just kind of sitting back and watching us. <laughs> we just talked back and forth. We were She's talking all night long. So I was, I pitched this idea. I'm like, this is something I've been wanting to do and thinking about doing for a while. And she's like, let's do it. So anyways, long story short, that's what happened. Um, but honestly, the Be Brutally Sin, I don't think I've talked about this yet. And that's why I'm bringing it up. Um, my original intent was to have some type of critical thinking type of uh, show where we talked politics or religion or mm-hmm. things that actually required research and thought. Right. Um, uh, then you realized think, you were busy? Jeez, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, research is a pain in the ass. And yeah, and it's not, it don't make it, it don't make it that super easy to research anything anymore because now, because no. most of the stuff you find is just clickbait type stuff. Yeah, it's Even from the major networks. Mm-hmm. The, the titles of their articles are coming up with even just going to CNN or even just I the New York Times or any of them, you're still seeing very clickbaity type titles mm-hmm. and you have to dig into them to actually get to the meat of the story. Um, so I, I wanted to do something. I wanted to do something like that. And our first couple episodes, our first few episodes were kind of more like that. 
And we started slowly getting away from it, not on purpose necessarily. It was just like it was time consuming, especially with mm-hmm. Allison working two or three jobs, um, you know, and having a family, me having a family. And it just it just got to the point where it. And writing and a job and right, this and right. that. And so yeah. to sit down and spend some actual time and no offense to everyone who's listening and spend some time doing the necessary research. They to love talk you, about just not things. that much. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, the thing is, is like if I'm going to talk about these heavy subjects, I want to go into it with some with accurate. Well, yeah. If knowledge. not, you look like a moron, right? And I just want to. I mean, I didn't want to be your Fake average news. Facebook person who just runs with the latest propaganda that gets getting sold to them, right? Because um, again, well, yeah, you're not an idiot, so I try not to be. I mean, I, I do have a <laughs> I do have opinions, and I have, and I have on occasion. Fallen for some of the propaganda that's coming. That's going. Some around. of it looks kind of legit, and then you're like, mm, okay, yeah. And then someone's like, fake news. And you're like, damn it. Well, it's, it's, it was <laughs> really kind of really funny. convincing. Yeah. Well, it was really kind of funny because right now the media is really, really all about Trump and the Russia thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to fill me in on that? Am I the only person that doesn't know exactly what's going on? It's bullshit. Oh, it is. Um, there's no evidence out there. That he's done any type of colluding with Russia or has anything to do with if I think if he's done anything with Russia, I think there's something going on just because the way he is around Putin. Um, Putin is an ex KGB guy, right? He's very fucking smart. I mean, and you, would have you to go be. to the hell and you watch just that Helsinki uh, meeting that they had, that press conference that they had, and you watch the interactions, the way Trump acted around Putin. And then when they were – and they supposedly had this two-hour private meeting where the only people that are in that room were Trump, Putin, and the translators. Hold on one sec. I, yeah. do, I, didn't, I don't mean to interrupt, but I also have a question. Uh, when you said the way he acted around him, was it that they seemed buddy-buddy or was it like Trump kind of looked ass. up to him? Yeah, yeah okay. He was totally kissing his ass. That makes sense. I, don't I believe think, that. I don't think Putin's got an ounce of respect for Trump. No, I just, very I few think, people. Yeah. Okay, basically, okay, very few people do. He does not look at him as a as a because he's leader. a moron. I mean, he's a decently smart businessman, but he's just he's basically a hillbilly in a suit. <laughs> so, so, so they, no one really knows what happened during that two hour meeting because right. it was just a little private meeting. Yeah, but. I mean, honestly, you throw a guy when you throw those two people and two people like that in a room together, and you've got an ex KGB guy. Which honestly, there is no such thing as an ex KGB guy. No, you're KGB, KGB, you're always KGB. Life. Right, exactly. So he is he's the master manipulator. I mean, that he spent his life manipulating people, rolling people, fooling people. Playing people. That is what he does. That's why he can do what he does and he is who he is. Right. And so you put him in the same room with a guy like Trump to really – what you got there is you got someone who's being played and someone who is playing. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. So they put. Now, do I think that there's a PP tape out there somewhere? I mean – most likely not. I mean, it'd be quite interesting and maybe funny, but yeah, you know, I don't. And and who really gives a shit, honestly? I mean, yeah, there are plenty of people that do some weird shit behind closed doors. Yeah, okay, so actually, most people, everybody's sort of got a fetish of some sort, you know. So I don't think I, I honestly don't think there's any type of colluding going on. I think if there's anything that he there is a there's a deal business wise that he has with Putin, whether it's a hotel right. someplace or a golf course someplace in Russia See, or something. Now that's going on bad. There. Peeing on hookers is totally fine. Like <laughs> <laughs> presidents have done way worse. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Is I don't think anything 
I don't think what they're actually investigating is what is actually. They're not going to find anything on him. I don't think they're going to find anything on him at all. I mean, even if Trump was dumb enough to fuck something up, Putin's smart enough to cover his own ass and make right. sure that Trump is covering his own ass so that Putin's ass isn't I hanging think, out in the wind. I think there's more. I think Manafort has more than what Trump has has done when it comes to Russia right. and the oligarchs and so on and so forth. I think is I heard someone say that uh, Paul Manafort could probably write a book and you'd be surprised what was in it. Um, but of course, that book would actually probably get him killed too. I pay attention to this a little. Yeah. So, who's that? Uh, Paul Manafort ran Trump's campaign. He was okay. his campaign manager, right? So, if there's any type of money or colluding or anything that was going on, it was probably most likely Paul Manafort. And I don't think, honestly, I hate. I'm sorry for all you Trump fans who listen to me. I don't think Trump's smart enough to be able to handle a lot of that stuff and keeping it to himself. I think he had I don't think so either. He likes to brag too much. Right, right. So you got a guy like Manafort who who's actually pretty freaking smart and knows Mm -hmm. when to talk and when not to. And he's not going to just release that information to Trump, even if he's doing it on the side and Trump doesn't even know about it. Because you don't tell that stuff to him because he's going to open his mouth when he shouldn't be. He says the stupidest things. He really does. Just like this interview he just had. I'm not sure if you watched it yet. There's an interview he had with Fox and Friends just recently, like a couple days ago. And he was talking about um, Ruth. Ruth will remind me if I forget. I was just watching it today or the other day. He was uh, he was talking talking oh paying off the paying off the the Playboy models that he was screwing around with. Right. And it was funny in in this interview. And this is why I say that I don't think people who are doing dirty shit in his name or behind his back using his money are not giving him all the information because he's too you, stupid to hold on to it. You can't. I mean, have you ever seen any political show ever when the vice president is going around fucking things up and doing shady shit that uh, they don't ever tell the president? Yeah. So there's so, a reason for that because plausible deniability. That too. That too. I But there's, I think, with, in Trump's case specifically, he's just, he doesn't know when to keep his mouth shut. Yeah, no, I... I and Nobody during, can argue. And well, during okay, this particular interview, that. he was talking about these payments that were going out to these models that he was screwing on the mm-hmm. side. And in this interview, he actually says, I paid those payments out of my pocket. And then not five seconds later, he's talked about when I heard about the payments, I first thing I thought that was uh, that it was uh, was a campaign money. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. You just said five seconds earlier that the money came out of your pocket. Now you're saying Five seconds later, that you think it, it, you were afraid that it was coming out of campaign money. This is the thing that you worries just... me and makes me think that he's losing his <laughs> shit, getting dementia and or Alzheimer's of some sort. Because literally think... nobody is that bad of a liar. And if he was that bad of a liar, there's no way in hell he would have made it this far in business. Well, it gets to a point when you are a pathological liar that you're just you, – you don't even know you're lying anymore um, to yeah, a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. And things just, I mean, I know when I've gotten myself in a web of lies that I start, because you know, when you start one, a lot it's of times the branch is snowball effect. And I know that I, the times that I've been caught is when I've let it go too long or let it go too far. And I don't right. nip the conversation and butter end it, you know? Right. Um, and I, I kind of look at, that's kind of, I think, where he's at a little bit. I mean, it's just it just seems like. He's told so many lies. He doesn't remember what's actually what he's actually said and what he hasn't said. And in the and I think the two that since he doesn't take notes, that he doesn't read briefings, he does he told everything he does at is at the you know at the 
fly on the, everything he does on is the on the fly, fly or yeah you know and so I, I i don't think he gives himself time to actually think he just goes and does um i don't know i mean I, you know our our politics is all fucked up in this country uh and yeah our, basically our whole system is corrupt you know it is and that's why when i start when i'm i say recently within i think last couple of years last few years when i started really trying to read books on politics mm-hmm. and the money in politics and the corporations in this country and how all that plays together when I sit down and vote for people now, I told this to I. I went to an Abdul Al Sayed's uh, one of his rallies down in. I'm uh, so Detroit. bummed that he didn't. He's know, a I, great he, guy, and he is. he is actually real. So hopefully, but I went down. Again. I went down to his one of his rallies, and Ruth um, decided they they put a an announcement out on Facebook saying, "Hey, if you uh, chip in and either do some door knocking for us or do some calling for us on the phones, we'll get you these VIP passes to get, um, you know, like front row seats to the rally. Oh, awesome. So Ruth went down and did like a couple hours of calling and she got mm-hmm. these passes for us. Fantastic. And I just happened to be sitting right behind um, a, a journalist or a reporter for GQ magazine. I didn't know he was part of GQ until he turned around. Wow. He turned around. And you would never tell him. He's wearing a muscle shirt and he's got mm-hmm. piercings and tattooed. And I'm like, I didn't know what the heck he was. I knew, yeah, he, was, that's, I that's, knew he was a reporter for something. But yeah, so he turns around. And he's like, and he was like, do you mind? Um, he's like, I'm. He told me who he was, and he's like, I just want to ask you some questions. It can be off the record. You don't have to. I'm just trying to get a feel of the room and why people why people are here. And it right. was kind of cool. Is my Ruth was talking to somebody else. So she wasn't paying attention to Kirsten and I because Kirsten was with us. Mm-hmm. And so there was an 18-year-old, my daughter, sitting next to me and me. So he kind of talked to us both like, you know, what do you think and about, you know, Abdul, why are you here, blah, 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 blah. Right. And I remember telling him, I'm like, I go, I go I'm go, i to the point now to where I look for the candidates that are not take or, taking corporate PAC money. Right, because they actually have their own mind about them yep. and they're not being paid to be a – fucking puppet and i told him to go and what that what that does as soon as i find those people that narrows down the oh, amount yeah. of people i actually have to do research on mm-hmm. because everybody else i don't give a shit about right i'm like you're taking money from corporations which means your loyalties to them not to me right you're so a human trash bag right um and unfortunately abdul was the only one out of the republicans and democrats that was not taking corporate PAC money out of the out of the governor uh people going running for governor um, Gretchen would like to say she was, but she was yeah. getting money from a group called the Build a Better Michigan. What's that? Uh, Build a Better Michigan is a kind of a, it's not, it's a group that donates money to campaigns. They were getting money from Blue Care and Blue Cross. Oh, fuck. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so she went, she won. So Blue Care, Blue Cross didn't give her money directly. So you couldn't say that no, she was getting money not. from them. But they I mean, donated to this fund, and this fund gave money to her. Plus, I think she has a relative working for them or something, too. So I, I didn't vote for her because she is your tip. She was the Hillary Clinton of yeah. the candidates. She was the more established um, Democrat. Right. Uh, the Republicans, none of them really, none of them really, you know, stood out for me. Uh, right. You had the idiot that was nominated by Trump, and that was the moron that actually won. Um, the other guy was. I thought, uh, I thought she won. Who won? 
Well, she won for Democrats. I'm right. talking Republicans. Okay. So out of the Republicans, he, the one that was nominated by Trump actually won. So he, she'll be facing him coming in November. Huh. Um, the other guy I think a lot of my family, some other friends voted for, Jim Hines, is a, is a missionary. I'm like Because he believes in God, I guess he's uh, you know, worthy of my vote. Not really. <laughs> um, and I forget. I really wasn't paying attention to the other guy. The other guy was a was a dick. He kept throwing. Uh, he kept pretty much claiming that Abdul's dad was a terrorist. Oh, so like, fuck off! I'm like, dude, I don't need to hear you anymore. Every time he saw the debate between the Republicans and the Democrats, that's the first thing he ever came out of his mouth. Yeah, but you're a dad. And I'm like, oh, dude, let it rest. I would like give him a hug and accidentally <laughs> quotations knee him in the balls. <laughs> so, uh. I mean, Gretchen has some nice things to say. Uh, she won. So, and what's really cool about her, uh, now that she's won, I want, I'm watching to find out what she does. Right. And she's already hired. Uh, her running mate is a guy that Abdul also had worked with during, with, helped him rebuild Detroit's health, health system. Oh, wow. So I, cause I keep, I still follow Abdul on Facebook. And so mm-hmm. he, he actually posted that look, hey, my buddy's uh, going to be her running mate. He just posted something really fucking vague, Abdul did. And it sounds like he might actually have a position on her staff as well. I mean, he... Um, I think uh, that'd be very smart if she does something Yeah, like he would be a great addition to her team because, peop, I mean, a lot of people love him. Yeah. He's genuine. He's well, real. Funny. He's not like a bullshit politician. I He's a even, real person. I didn't even hear about him until I was... I listened to a podcast called The, Inter- the Intercepted. It's called The Intercepted, uh-huh. um, which is... a. Uh, an online news organization called The Intercept, mm-hmm. um, led by Glenn Greenwald, Ger- Jeremy Scahill. Glenn Greenwald was one of the guys who uh, released Edward Snowden's uh, oh, wow. you know, NSA stuff. Yeah. So he's he's pretty good journalist. Actually, they all are. Um, but they actually interviewed Abdul on the show. And this is a New York show that's national. So it was mm-hmm. kind of weird hearing, like, seeing him being interviewed. I'm like, he's from It's pretty fantastic, so, actually. That's where I first heard Because the rest him. of the country doesn't really give a shit about us. No, no. <laughs> Understandable. So I, that's where I first heard about him. Um, and then after that kind of broke, I, f- I started following, uh, I started looking around to see who else was interviewing. This was obviously before um, the August vote. And um, I found out there's a lot of other places that are interviewing around the, around the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one guy, uh, I watch his show every now and again. He's got a podcast too. Um, Kyle Kolinsky or something like that. I forget his last name. But anyway, he, he was talking about Abdul and how he got screwed over. He thinks, and I, I kind of agree with him a little bit, and just because he, everything he's, this guy's ever really talked about is pretty much backed up by a lot of documentation and research. Right, he's he has facts guy. instead of just saying random shit. But I started seeing this because the other guy that was running for a Demo- uh, for a Democratic governor was Shri Thalandar or whatever yeah. his second name yeah. is. He mm-hmm. he funded. He was a major donor for uh, John McCain when John McCain was running for president, Republican. Mm-hmm. He's major donor for a lot of other Republicans. He was a Republican just until recently, and he decided to. He run. ran Democrat. He decided to run progressive, not just Democrat. <sighs> I hate when people do that and shit. So there's a lot. So you have zero a, personality. You have zero commitment. You have zero loyalty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and so what? What kind of sucks is that. I, I wouldn't take it at face value when I heard it because I heard people saying that he stole some of the some of Abdul's votes. But when mm. I started talking to some people, 
and just recently, my my niece, um, who just I think I'm not sure if she voted because she wasn't old enough quite yet, right? But uh, she was saying that she was she started saying things negatively about Abdul that wasn't him; it was actually Sheree. Oh, so he was just spreading a bunch of bullshit around to. And yeah, he wasn't doing it purposely, votes. but people were getting mixed up. They thought Shri was Abdul and Abdul was Shri. And oh. so when they went and voted for Shri, they thought they might have been a, People get confused by brown people, as we know. Basically, white people get yeah. confused. <laughs> so that happened. It, whatever. I'm not trying to throw excuses out. He, you know, Gretchen won by a mile. Um, she probably would have won it still anyway. Or probably would have been a little bit closer, but she won. And, and that's fine. Whatever. Uh, Let's move on. Let's pull our I mean, I'm not ready, though. And, <laughs> but. And we'll, we'll go for it. But what was kind of cool is we are seeing a lot more progressive people winning around the country, which is nice. Um, but we also have, uh, there's going to be a movement if the movement's already started, honestly. I mean, you look at those kids down in uh, Florida that came from that school shooting. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're everywhere. They're being interviewed everywhere. Uh, I just saw two of them on uh, Emma Gonzalez and one other kid on Trevor Noah's show, uh, The Daily Show. Oh. Being interviewed. And they were talking about how there are active – what was cool is they're wearing these T-shirts that looked like an American flag but actually mm-hmm. had had one of those you know, with those square scanning barcode things. Yeah. Where if you scanned it, it actually – you can – it'll register you to vote. So they're oh. getting people to wanting – they're telling people to vote. Like, yes, we have these our – These kids? Yeah. So That's these fantastic. Ki- these kids have got a website. Forget the name what it is now. They say – and she goes, and we do have things that we want to see changed, you know, policy-wise. She goes, but we don't really care who you vote for. We just want you to vote. Get out right. there and vote. And so that's why they were wearing those T-shirts. And they're like, you don't have to vote Republican. You, you don't have to vote Democrat. Just vote. Just get out there and vote. Right. Um. But it's cool that, you know, now you're seeing these teenagers get up and like, you know, screw this. And we've been sitting back watching mm-hmm. you, watching people just throwing their politics away, throwing their country away because they've been voting the same way all the time. Right. It was kind of cool. Ruth's mom, she's in her 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we'd ever get her to vote. Well, I take that back because she, I think she did vote for uh, Wojano. Ruth will correct me if I'm wrong. Wojano's a Democrat uh, mm-hmm. congressman. She did vote for him, uh, which is odd because she's totally conservative woman who votes mostly Republican all the time. Wow. She voted for him. She voted for uh, Fouts, even though, you know, even though we all know Fouts is a, an asshole now. But at the time, you know, she watched him. She was like, he actually does things for the people, so I'm going to vote for him. Um, so there are some elderly out there that are doing some research. Mm-hmm. I'm think, but. I hate saying this. Maybe we shouldn't have some – maybe at some point we should pull some voting rights away from people. <laughs> I mean that's I, I not very American. It's not. I'm just saying. It, Literally the opposite. It is. It is. But it's like – I'm sorry. Do you want pe- us to become Russia? <laughs> but there's a, there is a lot of people who just don't – who don't do any research at all. They just keep voting for the same people over and over. No, over. agreed. Because they're Republican. Or, and it's or not even that. they're you Democrat. Have, uh, Jesse Jackson's son, I think it was, was vo- was running for something in Chicago area or in Illinois. Okay. This was happened a few years ago. And uh, he decided last minute that he wasn't going to run. Um, he, he had something else, other engagement or whatever he was doing. So he, he pulled himself out of the race. He still won. 
that's how much people were paying attention. Wow. It, it just goes to show that people don't pay attention. They don't do their research. Wow. They don't look into things. They're not, they just see, oh, he's a Democrat. This is like, or he's a Republican. I'm going to vote for him. And it's like, or even you got a lot of my Christian friends who vote specifically for one or two issues, abortion or gun rights. That's all they care right. about. That's all they care about. They don't care if they are selling babies down the river. <laughs> as long as those babies are alive coming out of that womb, you got their vote. Wow. It, it, it's, and I've gotten into an argument with them over and Cause over Because what do you do with again. all those babies at some point? Well, there's there, tons of orphanages that don't ways, have room for other kids There's right ways now, to legislate against abortion that aren't against women. Right. And I say that in a way of they could make it easier to get contraception. They can make it easier. They can educate people on sex and prevent and, you know, pregnancy prevention. They could there's lots of things that they can do. It's really easy to get free condoms, by the way. Right, right. And <laughs> that's what I mean. It's like it's really easy. It's there's lots of things that they can do that doesn't necessarily infringe the rights on uh, infringe the rights of women. Right. Like we're not just but gonna decide what you do with your womb. If you're raped, you have to have that baby. That's not fair. But yeah. Right. So it's yeah. That that's that's my biggest complaint. It's like I'm not sure how exactly that can get fixed. I'm not sure if you can teach an old dog new tricks. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think some people are just going to vote a certain way and that's it. And I, I try educating people as much as I can. Not that I'm smart, but at least I pay attention to things. Yeah, but you can't change someone's mind who's set in their ways and no. hell-bent on being this way and just un, not open to change. Well, it's also of. Friend of or mine, being educated. A friend of mine on Facebook just the other day went on a rant saying, I don't talk about politics much, but this is ridiculous. And how um, the NFL now has decided, I haven't really looked into this too much, um, but apparently they have decided to not air the national anthem. So the game doesn't, will start, they won't start air, airing the game until after that fact. Um, either that or the major networks are deciding not to show it until after the national anthem's been played. Okay. So you're not going to see these players kneeling during the national anthem. Right. Um, which I think is, and they're up in arms about it. You know, and I'm, I think it's kind of funny because I think we've talked about this before how yeah. the whole national anthem before the games were, is relatively new anyway. They just didn't, they just started it back not even 10 years ago. Right, and if you're going to have so, the national anthem, why don't you just feature the person who's I don't know singing it, and don't put the camera on the players? There's that option too. So or just show the flag. Right. You don't know, show literally any people because it's not about the people. Yep. It's about the country and flag and well, okay, I guess sort of about the people. But, but it's just it's I'm like how many years later, and we're still talking about this. Has it been two, three? Yeah, it's probably about, about two years now. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, there's been, what's kind of funny is there's been a couple uh, NFL owners who have come out and said, mm -hmm. um, I don't care what my players do. If they get fined, I'll pay it. Right. Um, and this not even coming out of the players' pockets. That's why you saw Trump go on a, a tweet rant about, and I'm going to suspend them. I'm like, you can't do anything. Dude. Yeah, this is a private company. Nothing to do. You have no control over these private companies. You are a president that runs the government, not private entities. There's right. nothing you can do. <laughs> um, Hello, Trump. You're not Putin. 
Yeah, he wishes he was. I know. <laughs> I mean, the guy admires Kim Jong Un, and whoever the That's... president of the Philippines is, which is even worse. Um, but uh, yeah. well, fantastic that our president looks up to dictators. That's but what I'm saying. The really tough thing is the trade-off. If he gets indicted, or I don't know what the hell ever impeached, is we get Pence, which is worse, I think, possibly. Yeah. Probably, because yeah, he he's is he's, even he, more conservative than Trump believer. is. He really is. Like, believer. women, hold on to your ovaries. Fence is coming for them. So mm-hmm. just, yeah. No. So see, technically, that <laughs> blithering moron is the lesser of two evils. I think it's going to be a process. It's going to be a process to start getting the right people in the office, in, in particular offices, and get these get the, politics working right again in this country. But right now, the way our politics works is it benefits business or corporations and yeah. not the people. The Super ga- broken. The gap between the rich and the poor in this country is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a book. I need to find the name There's almost no middle class anymore. No. I need to find the name of this book. I will. I promise my listeners I'll find the name of this book. I forget what it is now, but there is two authors to it from England, and they did a study on Violence and how it com- and how it relates to the money gap between the rich and the poor in a country. So the wider the gap, the more violence there is in the country. And it's it's funny how and they they looked at a bunch of different countries and over an extensive period amount of time and saw how it it compares. There is. I feel like that makes sense. You know, yeah. you're not going to kick in someone's door and rob their house if you have a bunch of money because you don't need their shit. Yeah. Right. You're not going to be as angry because you're not poor as hell. So there is <clears throat> no money cannot buy happiness, but it can buy more comfortability. Yeah. And I think most people don't necessarily want to be rich. They just want to be able to. Not poor. They just want right. to be not poor. Yeah. Be comfortable. <laughs> you know, yeah. let me let me be able to live my life and buy some right. of the things I need to buy. Go and, on a vacation yeah. maybe once or twice a year. And it's not unfeasible. We are the right. richest country in the world. And, yeah. The you know, land of opportunity. Yeah. Ish. Ish. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's more than enough to go around, you know. And there definitely is. What are you going to do? You mean, and I think the thing is, is the most people in this country see that. They know that. They agree with it. Um, we're just at a point right now where we just need to get there. Because they said it. So over 60% of the people in this country want a single-payer health system. And over 60% of the country want a higher minimum wage to live. Right. Uh, or just at least a living wage. Um, so the numbers are there. The people of this country, they're, they want it. I think that's why Trump got as many votes as he wanted, got because he kept promising that shit. Right. Um, he didn't deliver on any of it. No. Um, but he was promising it. If you go back and listen to his campaign speeches, he mm-hmm. was talking about living wages, bringing the middle class back. He was talking about that st- stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he went his per- he went and traveled the Rust Belt. I mean, he went and traveled. He basically said the middle class is the meat of our country yeah. and we need yeah. that back. But- and I then think that's what fast lo- forward to being elected, yeah. he didn't do shit to fix it. No, but that's kind of what I believe that's what won him the presidency because he oh, visited yeah. those states that Clinton would not visit. Yeah. And he said the right things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people I don't know. believed him. Politicians can be very, I mean, it's their job to be convincing. Yeah. That's why they're politicians. So, anyway, I didn't mean to get too political and 
stuff on the show today, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. We are going to try to get Miss Payne. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, well, that makes two of us, and I was the one contacting her. So I don't know. Talk to her. We'll, hopefully, we'll figure something out. I hope so, because it would be a fun show. If not, I think I'll start rooting around for other people. Yeah, try that. Um, yeah. And while we're doing this on the air right now, I have no idea, but we'll just, I'm brainstorming. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll talk to you afterwards about it a little bit more because I got another idea too. Okay. But, um, yeah. So that was the show today is Jack shit and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, uh, Allison will be, uh, Allison will be back with us next time. Yeah. Oh, it'd be nice if we have Miss Payne next time. If we don't, we don't, we'll figure it out. Yes. Um, maybe I'll actually have a backup plan. Ooh. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Dig it. You know, this one I'm just kind of flying off the seat of my pants here. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know what? Before I go, which I have like two seconds, I think, um, let me give our, uh, our shit. Oh, yeah. Social medias and stuff. Um, Twitter at PunkWise. Facebook at PunkWiser17. Emails PunkWisdomFamily at gmail.com. We are on Podcast Addict. You can just search for Punk Wisdom. We will show up. We are on Google Play, all of our episodes. Just sure, You can just search for, again, just Punk Wisdom, and you will find us. iTunes, I have no fucking idea. I'm assuming we are. Uh, search Punk Wisdom Podcast to Trade. Just yeah. throw that in there. Same thing on SoundCloud. It'll pop up real quick. Yep. And you can also go to podcasttrade.com and just type in the search bar, Punk Wisdom. Yep. We are there, too. Awesome. I had to do that cheesy, like, announcer voicey thing. <laughs> was that what that was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um, oh, one last, one last, last announcement. I'll bring this up from now until it actually happens. October 14th of the Sunday, 4 p.m., at Gray Wolf Scriptorium in Clawson. It's over by Flipside Records, if you don't already know where that's at, 15, uh, 14, in, 14 in Main Street area. Um, or was it Rochester? Shit, I don't know. It's right there. Um, no, it's Main Street. Uh, I'm actually doing a reading and signing of my book. So 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., I'm going to get up and actually read a little bit of my book for everybody, and we'll talk and shit, and I'll sign stuff, and it will be fun. Wait, which book? My only one that's published right now. Oh, I thought you had two out. Not yet. Not uh-huh. yet. I'm currently editing that one. That Getting will be there. out in a couple months. Getting there. It might actually be published by that time, but I, probably not. But anyway. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But I think that's it. I I, I could probably keep coming up with little shit. Go oh, see Matt and buy a book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Have fun. Enjoy your weekend. And uh, drink one for me. And Jessica. And Allison, she'll be back. Bye.